0: How's it going, everyone, and welcome back to the Raiders Daily Podcast. My name is Stephen Michaels. All right, so we have a lot to talk about here. First of all, I just got back from Las Vegas. Um, So I'm going to tell you guys a little about that. First of all, I did, um, first, I did a regular, um, what are those things, the tour things at the stadium. And uh, here's my review of the tour. Now, I should say, in fairness, I kind of did two of them, but the other one doesn't count. It's a long story. But I did one just as a regular, you know, uh, person doing a tour. You know what I mean? Uh, So, yeah, it was a little bit weird. There was no uh, football field because there was a soccer game going on. There wasn't any field at all. The price for it, uh, it was two people. So I think it was like a 160 or or $170. Way too much. The guy doing the tour was freaking annoying as hell. Now, meanwhile, you got to remember, it's not like I'm telling these people who I am. You know, I was just a regular person there. But, you know, obviously, I was listening and, you know, looking around and Just so I can give you guys a review on this show for people who've never been, if you should go. This guy, Dustin, is a nerd. He's your tour guide. This guy doesn't, he doesn't even know anything about the Raiders. He's trying to give a, you know, the history of the Raiders. Meanwhile, this guy doesn't know shit. He doesn't know anything what he's talking about. He knows nothing about football. I could have gave, I pretty much ended up giving a tour and a history lesson to the Uh, Like five fans that were there. The dude was just a complete nerd. So, anyways, there was no field access. So, uh, uh, the bonus, well, yeah, they're going to give us a bonus uh, experience. It was like the Raider locker room or some bullshit. It was stupid. It was dumb. Uh, But, you know, the stadium itself inside, obviously, it's cool. They have a lot of cool pictures and things like that. So, that all of that stuff is cool to look at. If, if you're a Raiders fan and you want to see all this old, uh you know, these cool paintings and cool pictures, and the stadium obviously is really, really nice. I think it's probably the it, it has to be the the nicest stadium in the NFL. It's just the tour the tour guide's a nerd. He's a dork. He's trying to get like people to chant stuff. It's like, dude, just show us around. We don't really give a shit about you, okay, Dustin? You know, you don't even watch football, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just give us a tour of what goes on here. And, uh yeah, so I walked around, and then, uh like I said, I had kind of two different ones, and I just kind of went on my own, and I went other places around the stadium where I was not part of the tour, but still, you know, I went to, like, the the weight room and st- i just went around the whole place but anyways uh it, i mean if you're like a die hard fan and you want to see all the pictures and stuff like that then i guess it's worth going but honestly i wouldn't do it i would i if i was you guys right if i if i'm listening to this right now and i'm a fan of the Raiders i would just go to a game because you're gonna see all that stuff at a game anyways. Even though they might tell you, oh yeah, people who go to the game don't see this section. Yes, you do. You're going to see all that stuff at a game. So, for $170, it's not really worth it. You might as well get a ticket to a Raiders game. And then, you know, walk around the stadium. Because pretty much everything they show you is stuff that you can see if you're at the football game. So anyways, yeah, so that was... That was that. And I stayed in Las Vegas for a whole week. I don't know how people live there. It's freaking miserable. The time zone sucks. Everything. I mean, it's so hot there. It's disgusting. You got homeless people running around in the streets. Like crazy people. Uh, so, yeah, overall, I mean, I guess it was, it was fun at times. Other times it was just stupid. It was hot. Um, but, yeah, so that's about it. Uh, I did do a good job of networking while while I was there. Met a few people. Uh, so that was good for me and what I do here and for what I provide all of you guys. But yeah, I, I mean, at the end of it, I, uh, I was speaking to one guy. I told him, I said, hey, you know, I do a podcast. I'm going to tell my listeners the truth about these tours you guys give. I'm going to give them, you know. I'm going to give a a, give a review and I say it's really not worth it like I said buy a ticket to the game you can see everything you want to see at the stadium the stadium itself yes is really really cool but uh, when I went especially right now don't go in the summer okay if you want to go like for some reason and like run on the field and stuff I can understand that if, if it's worth that much money to you um but there was no field or anything when I was there. It was just concrete. So it was just pretty much a waste of money in my opinion. But anyways, that's it. Uh, the tour guide, like I said, Dustin, is annoying as hell. Uh, I mean, there's nothing... This guy, oh man. We did... Uh, I went different places. I went to Mark Davis's suite. Uh, that was pretty uh, fun. Dustin got really mad about that because... We, I wasn't supposed to touch anything. Meanwhile, I was with some other people who he really couldn't uh, yell at or say much to. So, that's that. Uh, that was my Las Vegas experience. Uh, probably go there for a game this season. I don't know. Who knows? But anyways, let's talk about training camp. Oh, that yeah. That's another thing. I might be going back in just a couple of weeks for training camp. Um, depending on what goes on, I do want to see if I can get access to it. I'll go. If I can't, then I won't. I don't really care. Either way, I pretty much know what happens. But I would like to see some of the scrimmages between the Raiders and the Patriots. As you know, they will be scrimmaging each other. So, with that being said, as you know, I believe today was the third day of training camp. Uh, I delayed this show. I actually this is edited the first part of it. I what I was talking about the stadium and stuff I already recorded 2 days ago. So third day of training camp, so far no pads, which pretty much tells you listen, it's a lot of teaching going on, you know, things like that. Guys are uh, you know, you got a whole new scheme, you got a whole new offense, you got a whole new defense, all new coaches. So you're going to have a lot of teaching happening happening and that's what's happening right now but I can tell you some of the people who have stood out you know Josh Jacobs he looked like today anyways he put he uh practiced look pretty pretty good and you know what he has to be good this season he is playing for a contract remember the Raiders do not pick up the fifth year option on Josh Jacobs he has to prove it. He has to stay healthy all season long. That's the truth. He has to stay healthy all season long. And the offense, we've got some really good wide receivers, obviously, with Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, uh, Keelan Cole. Now, I mean, this is an offense, let's be honest. They better score a lot of points. If they don't succeed, then Josh McDaniels is not the right guy. Pretty much that's what I'm putting this season on. Is Josh McDaniels ready to be a head coach in a National Football League? Because this team on paper has all the talent in the world not only to go into the playoffs but win the Super Bowl. They have the talent but do they have the coaching? And will Derek Carr, can Derek Carr remain consistent? As you know, He's been with the Raiders since 2014. What happens every single year? You know, it's like a broken record. We get to week 10 or 11, and all of a sudden, he has three really bad games, and he just falls off the cliff. You know, it's happens every year. But, you know, he's really good in the fourth quarter. Can't take that away from him when the Raiders are down. But I'm sick of the Raiders being down. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm sick of the the, you know, the, the Daniel Carlson wins it in the end type deal. I want this Raiders team to blow out other teams. The New England Patriots, when they play, let's say, the New York Jets, they win 51-45-7. That's what I want out of this Raiders team. And we have not seen that in a while. A good old-fashioned blowout where we know the game is over by halftime. Instead, the Raiders are usually down by halftime, and we need a big comeback, right? Well, let's get rid of that. So this is going to be a big season for Derek Carr. And I think, you know, now that he has Devontae Adams, hopefully the offensive line, which does scare me a little bit. Those guys have had a lot of mental errors, by the way. So far in the last couple of days, just to let you know, but I think that will get cleaned up. To be honest with you, I really do. And then if they can clean that up, and you know, Alex Leatherwood looks like he might be playing. You know, whew, he's gonna be protecting Derek Carr on the outside. Hopefully, hopefully he can do a good enough job right there because. If you don't have a good offensive line, this guy's getting sacked every single play like his brother did back in the Houston Texans days, then guess what? Devontae Ad, all this money they spent means nothing. If you can't protect your quarterback, then literally you just burn money. You wasted all these guys' time. But I think these guys will be good enough, and I think this system, it's not too, especially on offense, on offense I'm talking about, it's not drastically like totally totally different than what John Gruden's offense was. It's really not, so it's not gonna be that big of a learning curve for guys like Derek Carr and you know Darren Waller and guys like that. They're NFL players they they know what they're doing, so there's no excuses there about it learning a new scheme on defense it'll be a little bit harder, but on defense, we're gonna see guys in my opinion that maybe weren't good in Gus Bradley's system, that might be a lot better in Patrick Graham's system. I'm talking about guys like uh, Devon Diablo. I think this guy, so far from what I have heard, he looks outstanding. So hopefully this guy can take the next step and be a big playmaker. That's what I'm looking forward to. But one thing about the uh, defense, though, you know we're getting thin on the defensive tackles. As you know, a lot of guys went on the, the pup list: Jonathan Hankins, um, Nichols, uh, a whole bunch of defensive tackles. The Raiders need a good defensive tackle. They have some money. As you know, they cut da- uh, Dalian Levette. I don't know why he was still on the team, but either way, they cut him. They restructured some uh, someone else's deal. I think it was I forgot who it was. Now was it was Denzel Good. I forgot who it was, but. They restructured a deal. They have money to go get someone. Now, I don't want, uh, what's his name? Sue. I don't want him at all. I mean, when you're on a team, a different team every single year, that tells you something about that player, right? So I really don't want him at his age. I think he's like 36 years old. I'd rather someone else. You're still going to get an older guy, but someone else than him. And there are, you know, about five or six players, even the tackles, veterans, that are still available. So if I'm the Raiders, i check that out. Now, they might want to wait until they get the pads on. And that's what we're going to talk about right now. The pads come on this coming week. That's when the competition really starts. That's when we're going to see, you know, how Rocky does against, you know, whoever, uh, Devontae Adams, when they're in pads. Right now, they're just doing toss-up balls, but, you know, there's no hitting there's no physical thing to it you barely touch each other, each other you know the offensive line defensive line they're hitting sleds and things like that they're not they're not hitting each other next week that all changes that's when the coaches will be able to get a better 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 look at these guys and see who is who who's on this team is good enough to be a starter that's where guys like Meek robertson you know, with Trayvon Mullen being on the PUP list, that opens up a door for a guy like Amik Robertson, Nate Hobbs, you name it. But that opens up the door for one of those guys to shine. And Trayvon Mullen, let me tell you something, hopefully he gets off that PUP list before, I think it's like August 26, I believe, something like that. Hopefully he gets off there way sooner than that. They need him. They need him to learn this scheme. They need him to know what he's doing. Now, remember, they all have playbooks. They're all watching film, even if they're on the pup list. They've all been doing this for a very long time. So it shouldn't be that hard for these guys to learn what they're doing. They've been getting taught for the last few days, you know, hands-on with the coaches instead of just watching tape. They're supposed to be, as soon as the pads come on, hit the ground running. We will see if that is the case. There was a lot of mental errors, like I told you guys, the first couple of days. You know, guys had to take laps, things like that. Just stupid stuff. Guys on offensive line jumping offside. Just dumb, dumb stuff. Mental errors. Which, by the way, the reason why the coaches are, you know, trying to teach not to do that and train not to do that is because that can ruin a football game. And we, the Raiders, as you know, They already have too many penalties every single year. They shoot themselves in the foot. Don't beat yourselves. They just can't. So we shall see. And I think, you know, as far as signing a defensive tackle, maybe the Raiders wait and see these guys in pads and see if anyone emerges from the guys they have before throwing out money to some old guy. That would probably be the best, you know, ideal situation. You might have a guy there, you know, Kyle Pecto might be really good. You never know. And then, like I said on offense, the Raiders are loaded. Look how many running backs they have. You know, you got Brandon Bolden. He already knows the system, he already knows what he's doing. You got Josh Jacobs. You got Zamir White, who I don't think, from what I heard, anyways, now this could change during training camp. It really could. He could just, you know, wow everyone and. The coaches say we gotta put this guy in the field, but from what I heard, he is very raw. He his pass blocking ability is not very really good. Didn't do a lot of that in college, so we might not see a lot of him during this season. They have Abdullah. They have Bolden. They have Josh Jacobs. They have Zemir White. They have a lot of <laughs> a lot of running backs. I think you'll still see him during the season. Zimmer and White, I just don't think you're going to see... You're not going to see him on third downs or anything like that. You're just not. And like I said, the offensive line, a little worried about. A little worried about. But as long as they can protect, there's no reason why Derek Carr should fail. Now, I say that every single year. And he does fail eventually. Or has that big rough patch of bad games consistent. He has to be consistent. If Derek Carr could be consistent, all of this talk of, you know, if he's a top 10 or or top 15, top 20 quarter, that would all go away because he would be a top 10 quarterback no matter what. He would be probably a top 5 quarterback. Imagine if Derek Carr didn't have games like he did last year against the Giants and, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Let's not pretend here. I talk to you guys because you guys are real Raider fans. You know what I'm talking about. I don't care if you're the biggest Derek Carr supporter in the world. You know what I mean when I say that. The guy looks fantastic for like three or four games, and all of a sudden he just... I don't know. It just sucks. So now with Devontae Adams, you know Keelan Cole, all of these new running backs, I don't... I'm hoping that all ends. And if that all ends, I think this team can be really good. And like I said, they have too many playmakers on offense. That team is going to be really good. I think everyone is sleeping on the Las Vegas Raiders. I truly do. I think people are sleeping on them. The defense, yeah, the defense is a mystery. We don't know how good the defense is going to be. But, you know, they were okay last year, even though they got exploited a lot in the middle of the field, but that's mostly because Gus Bradley runs the same defense over and over and over again. Patrick Graham is going to run different kinds of defenses that suit the players. And that's what you want out of a coach. He's going to put his players in the best position to succeed. So I hope guys like Jonathan Abram can step it up. Now I don't know what they're going to do with Abram. How they're going to use him. We don't know yet. We'll know that as training camp goes along obviously. But right now we don't know that. Because we got Harmon right there. That can easily just take Jonathan Abram's job. Uh, and Morg, He's going to be the free safety. And like I said. The defensive line. I think we'll see what they got at D, uh, DT right there. But on the outside. They got... Max Crosby. What's up, Max? And then they got Chandler Jones on the other side. So, you really, I mean, you got two guys right there. Pro Bowl guys that are really good. They're not going to have a problem getting after the quarterback, to say the least. You know, I mean, Chargers, yes. Chargers are loaded with Khalil Mack and Bosa. We all know that. But the Raiders have more talent, in my opinion, on offense. Now the question will be, like I said, and I truly believe this, guys. Truly believe this. It's going to come down to Josh McDaniels. Is this guy ready to be a head coach or not? If he's not, the Raiders will suffer, and all this talent they have will go out the window. He, I mean, he hasn't proven anything. He went to Denver, didn't do much, although I think he did win a playoff game with Tim Tebow, but... Whatever. Didn't do much, right? He sucked. Then he went back to the Patriots. He has to get out of Bill Belichick's shadow. The problem is every single one of these New England Patriots assistant coaches, coordinators, whatever you want to call it, every time they've been given the opportunity to leave and go you know, be their own head coach somewhere else, they all have failed. I can't think of one success story so far. You know, so Josh McDaniels, I mean, this is his chance to get out of Bill Belichick's shadow. Tom Brady did it. Now it's your chance, Josh McDaniels. Can you do it? Can you draw up a good enough offense? And it shouldn't be hard with all the talent you have to score a lot of points and win big games. Especially when you go into Arrowhead, and Derek Carr has to step it up. You know, Derek Carr's won in Arrowhead one time, and that was during the pandemic. He's got to beat Kansas City in Kansas City. But let's not forget here, this is a Raiders team. That I mean, listen, they went up against the Bengals, and we all remember that play where the Bengals clear uh, Joe Burrow, definitely stepped out of bounds, and they gave him the touchdown. The Raiders were just one play away from tying that game and maybe beating the Bengals. They won 10 games last year with a special teams coach as their head coach. They had the Henry Ruggs stuff. They had the John Gruden stuff. They had so much chaos and still managed to win 10 games. There is no reason in hell this team does not win more than 10 games. If they do, they made a huge mistake moving on from Richie Biscotta to to Josh McDaniels and this whole new regime they have, right? I mean, honestly. But I expect them to do a lot better than what people think. I really do. It's early, and I'm going to wait until I, you know, hear everything about training camp and things like that, but just the talent on paper alone, I think this team is going to be special. I think this team is going to be a playoff team. I really do. I really do. Uh, I I like Derek Carr's attitude entering this season. I I just I think their everyone's work ethic. uh sorry, ethic has been pumped way up, and I think that's because credit to Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, them basically saying, "Listen, we're all we know is." Win, winning, that's it. So you guys better, we don't care who you are, you better be ready to bring some to the table or you're out of here. We'll bring in someone else. We don't care. And all these guys know that. And by not picking up, you know, John, uh, you know Jonathan Abram or uh, Josh Jacobs' fifth-year option, that tells you, I mean, that's pretty much telling the whole team. You better be prepared, and we are counting on you. Josh Jacobs, everyone's been saying, looks a lot faster this season. That's great. I hope he is. My, my That's not my problem with Josh Jacobs. My problem with Josh Jacobs is, can he be healthy all season long? That's going to be the big uh, qu- question mark there, because that's another guy always injured. Same thing with Darren Waller, by the way. Remember, Darren Waller missed a lot of games last season. He wants a new contract. I happen to know that that could happen fairly soon. But the Raiders are a little bit hesitant because, you know, the guy was injured a lot last year. And they don't have a ton of cash. But I do know, just to let you guys know, uh, some little inside information, that Darren Waller's agent... And the Raiders, they're still in talks. They're still communicating. There could be a new deal before the season even starts. And the same goes, by the way, with Denzel Perryman. Now, remember, they wouldn't have to pay him a boatload of money, but I could see them if if Patrick Graham likes Denzel Perryman. I think this is another thing they'll wait till do, you know, in training camp once they put pads on. These coaches are really, really. I'm. Ha- this is how I am too, so I'm happy about this. They really pretty much only care about the days they're in pads. Because that's when you can truly, truly do evals on each player. You can really see how each player is when they're in pads. Because when you're just in shorts with a helmet on, anyone can look good. Sometimes the guys aren't even wearing a helmet. You know what I mean? Like you anyone can look good. You can put a USFL team out there on a training camp field just with helmets on, and they're going to look really fast and really great, and everything's going to look perfect. You know, you know, when you're just throwing the football around, when a quarterback is just Nick Mullen looks like Joe Montana out there right now. But when you put him in a football game on Sundays, he's not going to look like that. He's not going to have Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack trying to sack him. You know, everything gets sped up to a thousand during a football game. So you guys got to remember that too. When we're talking about training camp, when the pads come on, that's when the competition really steps up. Right now, it's about teaching the guys a system, getting them in the right positions to succeed, getting guys like Jonathan Abram and telling them, hey, listen. You know, turn your hips this way. Try this. Teaching them new things. New things so they can only get better. Because we're going to need those guys. We're going to need those guys if we want to, if the Raiders want to get into the playoffs and win a Lombardi trophy. Now, when I just did that little stadium tour, I see there are three trophies. And I'm going to be honest with all you guys. I'm sick and tired. Of seeing those three trophies. You want to know why? Because the last one was what? 1982? I mean let's stop bragging about Super Bowl trophies. That you won 40 years ago. Seriously. Let's stop bragging about that. The NFL is all about what have you done lately. Not what have you done in the 1970s or 80s. That's just reality right there. So, listen, I don't care about your Lombardi trophies you won 40 years ago. I care about you winning one now. Matthew Stafford shouldn't have a Lombardi trophy. Derek Carr should have a Lombardi trophy. And I don't care what anyone says. Derek Carr is better than Matthew Stafford. I don't... He's better than him. And I know people, for some reason, think I'm like a huge Derek Carr hater. No, 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 no. I'm a truth teller. When someone sucks, I tell you they sucked. That's just what I do. Sorry, I can't be positive all the time. If the Raiders won every week, I could be. But they don't. And I don't expect them to win every week, by the way. But I'm also not just gonna, you know... Sing rainbows and butterflies over here about everything. I'm going to tell you guys every truth I know. And I'm telling you right now that Derek Carr, he is capable of doing it. As long as he stays consistent. Now he has Devontae Adams. He has Hunter Renfro, who in my opinion is the best slot wide receiver in the NFL. Perhaps the best route runner in the NFL. Good thing the Raiders locked him up. I would have locked him up even longer. I would have made sure that guy doesn't go anywhere anytime soon. That's how good he is. Now you're bringing DeVonte Adams. Now we're going to see how good DeVonte Adams really is because let's not let's not forget about this. And I brought this up on uh I think some Denver radio station. Denver or Kansas City, wherever one I did last week. I don't remember which one it was. Listen Devontae Adams in Green Bay, right? He was the best wide receiver they had. Aaron Rodgers forced him the ball a lot. Green Bay didn't have really good wide receivers besides Devontae Adams. So obviously he shined. Now he's going to be with a group that's already good. Keelan Cole is a really good wide receiver, okay? Darren Waller, I know he's a tight end, but pretty much is a wide receiver. Hunter Renfro is really good. So he is going to have a supporting cast that is really good, and this is the first time Devonte Adams, I think anyways, that I can remember. I mean, it's not Alan Lazard he's playing with anymore. He's playing with Hunter Renfro. So hopefully Devonte Adams is better than he than we even know, and he puts up crazy amount of numbers. Hem and Derek Carr have that chemistry from Fresno State, even though the NFL is completely different than college. They should be right. They should be just fine as far as chemistry goes. Like I said, they played in college. NFL is different, but they still know each other, and they still practice pretty much every off season, I believe. Even when he before he was there with the Raiders, so I think they're going to be fine. Hopefully, Hunter Renfro continues to be awesome, and this team's going to give give us a chance. They really are. But we will know a lot more next week, guys and I'll do a show on Friday. Once those pads come on, I will have a lot of notes for you guys, a lot more. But yeah, so first 3 days, a lot of good things happen. The wide receivers look great. Mac Collins has good speed. I will see how he does in the actual game if they line up as a wide receiver, but he he's looked pretty good in uh tr- training camp so far. Josh Jacobs, like I said, good speed. Devontae Adams does look good, but they're not in pads. So it's hard to, you know, really tell you, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be fantastic. Once they're in pads, we will, I'll be right back on this show, and we will talk about it all next week. All right, guys, I love you all. I will see you later. I am Stephen Michaels. This is the Raiders Daily.